Business, the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the AEC Business Podcast. I'm Arnie Heiskan and my guest is Brett Young, CEO and founder of Building SP, a developer of Autodesk add-ons, API tools and automation programming. Brett, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm calling in today from California, and uh, it's really amazing that we can have a, a global discussion about technology and construction. Yeah, yeah. I, I read from your uh, LinkedIn profile that, and and your website as well that you have worked at Cahill, a building contractor for over nine years, and before building SP, you were a founder of Modulus Consulting. Correct. Okay, well, can you tell us about your current role and and your company? Yeah, we started building SP to really develop better tools for the practice of building information modeling. Um, the company I founded before was a BIM consulting company, and um, we had a fantastic you know practice, and we were helping the world quite a bit. But I really felt that the tools that we had were could be improved, and I wanted a technical challenge um, to to undertake to really kind of apply engineering to how we go about and do BIM. Um, and I think we've achieved that uh, over the last three years, I think, I hope. So I gather that you've been on, so to speak, on both uh, sides of the table as a client and as a consultant. Uh, so what do you think are the biggest challenges in, in digitalizing the construction industry? The way I kind of think of construction is that, you know, we, you can call it a lot of things, but, you know, we kind of play a big game kind of in a way, Right. Um, contracting and bidding and pricing and how we interact with designers and how designers interact with owners. It's a very complex relationship and a very, very um, um, complicated um, kind of relationship between everybody. And the biggest kind of problem we have, I think, is that it takes a long time to understand everything going on and it is even harder to figure out how technology can integrate into that complicated game. And so even if you have a, a minor thing like, like adding BIM, you know, we go through all this kind of um, complicated thinking about, uh, you know, contractual roles and the rights of who owns the model and, you know, the data and, and in reality, um, you know, the advantages of all that far outweigh everything else, but we kind of get caught up in, in how we kind of add in technology to to how we go about and do, um, you know, perform on a project. Yeah, I was just earlier today, I was uh, having a con conversation with a with a industry, industry executive, and he was saying that he, he thinks that actually the, the model of construction, the process is in a way broken, that it's, it's no use trying to fix it with technology. So do you think that we need a more substantial paradigm shift in order to get all the benefits from from digitalization and BIM and so on? I, I think we do have a paradigm shift coming. I, I definitely think there, there's no doubt that there's a paradigm shift coming. The, the, um, the McKinsey report on productivity and um, Paul Teicholtz, uh, Professor Paul Teicholtz out of Stanford before him, pointed out the productivity gap in between um, construction and other industries. And the way we think of that is really that gap is um, 
the inability to leverage tech in a fundamental way. And, and that gap continues to grow. And um, we think that that means that the, the, the coming kind of paradigm shift will be the closing of a technology gap that that curve kind of represents it in, you know, in what it is. So we think it's definitely coming. Um, but again, technology will be the enabler, but the real, um, the real kind of paradigm shift will happen in people's minds and in firms that are willing to grow and, and shift in, in dramatic ways and, and kind of in a business type of way, rather than kind of a new technology kind of arriving and kind of displacing and kind of being the thing, you know? Um, and I think that's the world we live in. So, uh, so it is, it is definitely not a, it is, it is very much a people problem that we have. Um, and, and people will be the game changer, but technology will enable it. Yeah. And I've also noticed that we need leadership because without leadership, <laughs> there's nothing much going to happen in the industry. Um, well, but since you're a tech guy anyway, I would like to <laughs> ask you, what do you consider the most promising develop developments around BIM recently? What, what, are, what are you looking forward to? I, 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 um, you're asking a guy who does, you know, tech for BIM, what he thinks the most promising tech would be. And, and, you know, we, we wouldn't be putting all of our time and effort into, um, into BIM tech, into our BIM tech, if we didn't believe in it. And, and so I, I, I hate to be, to be, um, cagey, but I think that, you know, the things that we're developing, I think, uh, we believe are the most, most promising and, and, um, and we'd love to, to prove that to people is really kind of the, the long, you know, we're engineers at heart and uh, we build tools and um, we want people to evaluate our tools, and be able to agree that they, they are what they are. The, but the most promising tech that, that we, we, you know, kind of the overall picture of where we're trying to go is that design automation and the ability to programmatically help us coordinate and build buildings is the big tech that will be coming. And the problem is that we haven't really figured out how to make it economically viable um, in the current paradigm because we, we currently, when we, when we apply automation to a BIM workflow, we think of it as a, um, as a uh, saving us modeling time or being able to coordinate quicker. And the reality is that when we shift in our minds and go, when we add automation, we're going to be able to bid better and we're going to be able to procure differently and and really kind of get beyond the idea that we're saving architect engineering and modeling time and really go, we're saving project money by 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 um, by being able to procure in a different way is really the, the shift that we're trying to promote. Construction is all about collaboration, I think. <laughs> so, and... Uh... One of the issues that I've been involved recently are standards and norms, and they are they are there are. I love standards. Yeah. I I love standards so much. I have my own. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that that there are so-called industry standards and official so-called official ISO, EEC, and and so on standards. How do you see the state of standardization, for example, IFC today? I think it's kind of a train wreck. Um, you know, I, I when you look at other industries, you know, other industries definitely have 
standards. But the most important thing with a standard is people using them. And and that is proof that people believe in them and proof that they, they are simple enough to go and implement. And it is less important about defining them and, and, and nailing them out and kind of thinking of every case. But, you know, having a lot of people using the standard is the most important thing for a standard to, to be. Because if you have people using it, uh, let's say you have an imperfect standard and you have a standard that is 80% correct and 20% incorrect. Um, if you have a lot of people using it, the 20% people will find their way how to make the 20% work and people using it can then go and follow people who are correcting it and, and copy it. And so even though you're not within the standard, you can, you can find a way around it and to make it work. And, and, and so when you're thinking about standards, the important thing is not to get them fully correct, I think, but to really promote how to make them easy to use and to promote their use and make them, make them kind of take off in the market. And, um, and so that's my opinion. Um, I have, I don't follow standards as closely as other people do. Um, you know, we, we tend to, um, we, we, we tend to think that we, we make things work first and, and then, and then we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll make it easy to use and that'll, that'll drive adoption. We don't think in terms of, of, of um, strict adherence to, to a standard. Well, one, one other thing that is very, uh, let's say, uh, in, in the headlines here in, in Finland is we are talking about ecosystems and, and we are trying to imagine what kind of ecosystem could be around real estate and construction industry. Uh, have you experienced any of these thoughts uh, uh, in the USA about talking about ecosystems? In, in, in Absolutely. Um, you know, the way we think of BIM and construction is that it's a great big team sport. And um, and the ecosystem, you know, I, I think that um, system thinking is very, very important. You know, how, how we're all tied together and how, how everything kind of uh, works together um, is very, very important. Um, one of the the great kind of disappointments over you know my career in vim has been the lack of of continuity of data into into owners and owners not you know demanding more data coming coming through to the end product and and you know kind of imagining how data can be used in the operation of a building i think that has really been kind of um because if if that happened if there were a huge demand for owners you know crying for data and wanting data for their operations of a building, it would force us to perform at a higher level. And and you know the disappointment I think in BIM is that that hasn't yet happened, and um, that is definitely an ecosystem problem. Um, uh, speaking of ecosystems, we also have uh, several startups in in the industry in, entering the industry, and some of them have been very successful, like Katera, for example. Uh, so, how do you see the value of startups? Uh, uh, to our industry, uh, well, I mean, you're you're talking to a startup again, <laughs> so it's kind of a loaded question. It'd be like me asking, you know, what's the value of a podcast for the industry? Um, <laughs> it, um, the value of a startup is that we are agile and we can think differently and we can try new things and um, we can innovate at a faster pace and um, than a, a traditional company, you know, established type of player and. And so we really kind of, I think that we drive innovation by trying to think differently and trying to, to push and trying to 
try and you know change how we do things because the um, if you're an established business, you you look for stability and you look for um, for um, you know you think a, think a little bit differently about how you go do things. And I think that the the value of a startup is that we really kind of um, try and, and rock the boat maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you're a catalyst of change, <laughs> in a way. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, a hundred years ago, people would have tried. You know, people talked about like the great American novel or maybe the great Finnish novel. Um, you know, the the you know writing a book and 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 you know, you know, telling a story through that and people wanting to read it. Now we build 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 you know companies and and do that. You know, the dream is you know that you. You take an idea and you turn it into a company, and and you kind of tell a story that way, and um, and so that's what you know. Th that is the value of a startup. We think is that you you imagine how it can be better, and then you go and find find a plan to execute, and then you go and make it happen. Yeah, you're going to give a keynote presentation at World Summit on Digital Building Environment WDBE 2018 in September in Helsinki. Uh, what should we expect to hear from you? Um, what can you expect to hear from me? I, you know, I think that, that the, the key thing for a startup is that, you know, we, we bring a different perspective and, and we, we view the world a little bit differently. And so my goal is to, um, to kind of bring that perspective to, to the, to the attendees and, and to kind of go, Hey, you know, the world is changing and, we have a vision for how we think it might change and we would you know you know present it and go here is what we think might happen and while that may be true or it might not be true the goal is really to get people to imagine um uh, how it could change because we know that change is coming so i think that you know what they can look forward to is a different perspective and um and a, a you know well-reasoned engineered and informed kind of view of where where we're all going yeah that's what i hope hope to convey well looking forward to to hearing you and seeing you here in here in helsinki but um finally how can our listeners contact uh contact you or find you um we're very active on linkedin um <laughs> so brett young on linkedin and and then through our website um and, and then you know my contact info our contact info is on the website and um, we'd love to hear from people ahead of time. We'd love to hear what people are interested in. We'd love to, you know, if they have ideas, if they want to talk to us about what they're doing, uh, we'd love to, to talk to talk to you. Um, some of our work has been edging into uh, augmented reality and virtual reality. And I know that, that Finland um, has a large community of people working on that. And we have people who are very interested in, in talking about that, you know, among, among our clientele. And, um, So if there are people who want to talk about that, we're more than happy to talk about that and what that looks like. Last week I was uh, at Vario, uh, Vario, which is a um, Finnish ARVR uh, AR, company uh, doing human eye resolution uh, resolution for ARVR. Very interesting. Very, very. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Again, if they wanted to reach out, or if any other you know companies want to reach out, we we've been focusing on building um, uh, MEP. Um, tools in AR and VR in on the Unity platform, and um, so that is compatible with most of the AR and VR tech out there. And uh, so, if people wanted to reach out and talk to us about that, we could we could definitely. Put that yeah. Out. Well, Brett, it has been a pleasure talking with you, and I 
I'm looking forward to seeing you in Helsinki and all the best to your work. I appreciate it. And thank you for, for the, the advocacy of, of being out there on your podcast and, and, and for, for promoting um, BIM and, and, and tech um, in the industry. I really appreciate it. And I think they're, they're very valuable kind of advocacy for, for, for the industry. Thank you very much. Okay. okay.